Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone-themed podcast. We record the show live on a Thursday night on youtube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out, and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are... Wacky Wes. Mikey Dread. Art Faulkner. Carlos Campos. Thank you. Let's Drone Out Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Drone Out. Tonight we are joined by the Christmassy as always, but has some Christmas competition, Andrew slash Frank. Good evening. Uh, everyone's favourite curry kitten. Can we have a disclaimer please, Hello. buddy? Any views expressed by any guests on this show are personal and may not reflect the views of others. And we've got a full house tonight, so you better watch out for just general slander and stuff. Yep. Uh, everyone's well, my favorite little vegan sausage, my little Tony. Bonjour, ah, which is incredible because uh, <laughs> we're going oh, no. to use your French skills to introduce our guests. Because <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm going again, I'm going quick. NJ, NJ said, Oh, you know. Like, what's your name, buddy? And he made just a, a French noise that sounded like <laughs> Flor. Or hello, hello. And we, apparently we hear the way when you flow. Hello, Flo, how are you? Fine, thank you. Uh I've noticed you've got a couple of are they uh, DLGs at the back or are they just gliders on on your back wall? Yeah, it is DLGs. Uh this one is the yeah. in energy, it's a F3K glider. And this one is the one meter version from the same manufacturer is the Strike 3 F3K. God, they, they're lovely. If you're wondering what DLG stands for, it's Discus Launch Glider. And uh, they, they look very carbon fiber and very lightweight and all, all in all very lovely. I'm looking forward to chatting to you. Uh, we're joined by the Christmassy Blue Owl, who's trying to outdo Frank because... <laughs> Hi, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying hard. <laughs> and the world's largest Christmas jumper with uh, Rick from Rick and Morty on. So, hello, good. how are you? Are you, are you all settled in? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all good. How are you we guys? Were, we were worried about you, like, you know, getting sick of us and leaving us. So, we brought along some our secret weapon, some woman eye candy. This is the sexiest man alive. The person who no shirt, flannel shirt can contain, Mr. NJ Tech. <laughs> what are you doing with these intros, Jack? Where is this going to end up? <laughs> Don't encourage you. Guys, come on. Seriously. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh, oh, well, hope you're all very well. I know my mum's going to be watching this one. Hey, mum. Uh, and... <laughs> Make sure she takes her pill. Uh, and uh, back from rehab and ERC. How are you doing, buddy? Good evening. And I'm Brighton Hi, Rich. Right. So, uh, hello and welcome to the show. So, Blue Owl, would you like to talk about our guest and like tell us a little bit about him? Sure. I was just going to ask, are we, are we going to introduce our guest? But I guess 
nobody apart from me can pronounce his name here. So <laughs> we're joined by a special guest tonight, Florent Roch. <laughs> there you go. Well done, um, Who so is my fellow high heels freestyler. Makes oh, me very happy to... you now. Yeah, no, apparently. <laughs> so this How episode high? is my Higher dream than come 65? true. Sorry, like I'm interrupting. Answer? I was just saying, is it, is it higher than 65 or is it the same as your flying? It's probably just the same. It's about the same. We probably even fly or used to fly the same setup. I suppose you're both just looking at the sky all the time. But sorry, please carry on. No, no, no. We do we do look at the ground sometimes at the trees when we crash into them or you know, when you fly backwards, you can see a lot of interesting stuff going on behind so no it's not just the sky nj you're a bit of a high tilt guy aren't you you flew the uh uh what was it called now is it the hawk and you got crazy angle on that well compared to me i thought i think um for a while i was 45 to 50 was kind of the highest oh, i went uh and i'm a lot flatter now you know it's probably something that comes with age i don't yeah, know what. For sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it's. Uh, I guess it's all down to the, the style of flying you do. Some people get on really great with that. Um, if you're a racer, obviously, as well. But uh, yeah, different, different for different people, I guess. We, we all did want to try the the 65 degree challenge, but it's been so awful. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't been out <laughs> flying. I've just been sheltering from the rain, basically. But uh, I think it'd be interesting to test it. But I was I was meaning to ask you um, last time we were talking about this. Do you fly with a particularly wide angle lens? Does that help, like a one point six six mil or something, or is is it narrower than that? Uh, it's a bit narrower. Uh, I'm flying one point eight millimeter lens. Uh, I think you Kaya do the same uh, because yeah. we are flying the same setup. It's a Foxir uh, Predator V two, three, four, etc. And the uh, and the, the the most the most Wide, the, the the widest lens is the 1.8. Uh, it, it's it's enough to to fly high tilt, but uh, reducing the field of view is a very bad idea for for this kind of flying. Yes, um, ma mainly for uh, for um, uh, backward flying, uh, because we when when we are flying backwards, it, it's like flying forward, uh, reversed, <laughs> and with 110 degrees of tilt. So, so you need some uh, field of view to just be able to see at least the the top of the trees, and um, and yeah, the wider the lens, uh, the the easier the the flying, uh, but uh, also the most shaky the video is on the on the on the on the sticks. So it's kind of a compromise uh, for me at least. Uh, because I'm always shaky at the sticks, and I want to be able to see when uh, when I mess up with the uh, with the piloting. So just to explain, you've got that much camera tilt on your quad that when your quad is backwards, the camera's looking upside down, and it exactly, looks like yeah. and it looks like you're flying upside down, but it's just that. Look oh, at, oh my! God, look at that! What the hell? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so when I see that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I when I fly like this, uh, I'm flying backwards, but I'm still flying because the because the thrust is always uh, uh, pointing uh, to the to the to the up, uh, upwards. So I'm still flying, and I'm 
flying backwards. And when I'm flying uh, forward, uh, I'm like this. And it's, yeah. Wow. Exactly it goes very fast. It goes very fast, but it's can you, make, fast. can you make flow big again and then flow? Can you can you just hold your quad level? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the, that. on that's crazy. <laughs> and where's the front? Because that's also confusing. It's not really yeah, a GoPro just... mount, it's so much that it's just strapped to the back. <laughs> you might as well just tape it on there with some gaffer. That, that is mad. <laughs> It's, it's so weird to watch um, videos with you guys doing your high tilt because you, you look at it first instant and you're like, is this is this 3D? Because it looks like you're not losing height when you're flying upside down because, of course, you're, you're not flying upside down. It just looks like you are, no. but it's just great. Does it? Did you go from flying like regular or did you just like, oh, that's how I want my lens at all times? Did you just start off like this? Uh, it's just a matter of fooling the brain of people. And that's what I like. Uh, and mm. it's exactly what I felt when I saw the, the, the Matisse Sans videos uh, who, who, kept, who get, got me in the, into, into ITIL. Um, the first time I saw this, maybe I'm pretty sure you all know him. Um, and the first time I saw him, uh, yeah, m my brain just exploded. And I, instantly I, I said, okay, I, I have to do this. I have to understand it and to be able to do the same. And uh, it was the, the start of a very long training plan. <laughs> do the controls change? Like when you're going forwards and backwards, yeah, yeah. they must all feel strange. When you're pushing forward, it's like it must all like when I do a higher tilt for racing, everything goes out of my well, it, It's It's pitch, yeah. and your, pitch and your that basically uh, the ratio between those start to change. So your actually becomes more like pitch oh. than tilt goes. So you, you have to reprogram your brain to fly like that. You can cheat and use the camera tilt feature in Betafly, but we don't like cheating. You need your brain to do it properly. <laughs> well, I think I'll take the cheat route when I have a go. <laughs> Do batteries not last as long? Because what I know is even doing like a moderate 40 degree tilt is that because I'm thinking I, I need to look at the ground, it's of course it, the quad's like this. So you need a lot more throttle just to have it going along. And my batteries like last a couple of minutes less doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. There are two topics in one. Uh, there are uh, battery life in a, in, a, in a flight and battery life overall. <laughs> And um, these two are like, oh, sure. <laughs> closely linked. So um, when when I when I started flying high tilt, uh, the, the the flying time was about one point thirty minutes. Uh, it was very very short. One point uh, three minutes. Look at this here, go. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't oh, it doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't messes work. with your head completely. Through it, yeah. someone someone describe what's going on. You can't. I don't know I know well, basically, he looks like he's got all this time flying upside down, whereas he he doesn't appear to be losing much height. It's that's why but it sort of kind of looks three D almost to me. Does doesn't it? But that's that's exactly the case. In fact, you're not falling if you're upside down. It's it just again, it's tricking your brain. You're it, not it, actually it, upside down. You still have enough upward thrust to keep you up in yeah. the air. And yeah, it's what's weird is that the muscle memory gets completely messed up. It's it completely changes because suddenly, if you think about it, your role becomes 
a yo, your yo becomes a role, more or less, yeah. it's not quite, I mean, Florent wouldn't explain it this way, but uh, <laughs> if you think about the general idea, that's the case. And then there are some traps, for example, if you fly and you want to avoid the tree, normally what you do is you just add throttle to go up. But in this case, adding throttle will just make it go faster. So you'll just crash into the tree faster, right? So what you have to do is actually use the pitch to control the height and use the throttle to control the speed. So you have to reprogram your brain. It's kind of hard to go back, but it's not impossible. So two questions about that then, about when you're going for high tilt, do you just sort of gradually work up and work up and work up? And once you've got there and you're comfortable flying that, are you able to go back to like a moderate tilt and be able to fly or are you all back to sort of screwing with your brain again? Cause it's, it's you're back to where you're not used to. Uh, actually that's what I did, uh, but it wasn't the best idea uh, I had um, because I, let, I will try to explain. Um, I think that between 40 degrees and 60 degrees, um, all things are mixed up and uh, it will not bring anything to try to keep flying in that configuration. Um, you would do better by uh, putting your tilt uh, right up to 65, for example, and uh, starting uh, trying to get the muscle memory, um, learning the mixes between yo, uh, inverse yo and inverse wall, etc. Uh, uh, right at the, 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 the correct angle. Um, and I think this uh, will uh, guide you to a very, uh, a lot faster uh, learning curve. Uh, I think you did this, Kaya. You, you started uh, right up to 65, 60 or 65, yeah. and you didn't, uh, you didn't uh, iterate from uh, 30 to, to, to 60. And you did it quite quickly, uh, as I remember. <laughs> and also, it's quite important to note that uh, Kaya wanted to, to keep uh, training on low tilt as well as high tilt. And uh, she's maybe the, the, the only one I know uh, to be able to fly both, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, basically flying one and uh, changing the battery and flying the other, the high tilt and the lower tilt at the same time. And I, I just don't understand how it is possible because <laughs> I am completely deprogrammed. And uh, uh, if if you give if you give me a low tilt quad, uh, I am even worse than a, than a beginner. <laughs> so once once you go. 65 you can never go back that's not true that's yeah. not true <laughs> it depends who you ask <laughs> it's just a matter of brain flexibility but mine is not flexible at all <laughs> well you can say that but on the other hand i don't really have the same kind of precision that you have so you're a lot more technical and you do a lot more risky tricks and I just fly around so I can switch between the low tilt. When I say low, I actually mean something around 30 degrees. It's not low to many people, but uh, yeah. So I can go between 30 and 65 quite easily. It takes me maybe one or two packs to get used to it. But I will never be able to be as precise. Mm. Yeah. yeah, physically, I think we can, uh, we, we, we can handle both piloting uh, skills uh, and we can, we can keep them uh, together, but... I don't know what is the trigger uh, that 
could lead us to to go from one to one other uh, as quickly uh, as it is needed because uh, yeah basically you you have to be able from from one second to another to 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 switch your mind and to apply different uh, mixing to your piloting and uh, physically i don't get it so, so maybe that's why I can't I can't fly. Just fake it till you make it. That's my <laughs> that's my you know, way. Another, another thing I think as well, if if you do want to be in that camp that learns to fly the extreme end and then the normal end, it's better to have them well separated rather than to have yeah. them close because then there's a middle ground where you're not one and you're not the other. Mm. Um, if you as as uh, as as mentioned, if you go, you know. 65 degrees as your one quad get your brain used to flying it like that then you can switch your brain to thinking of the quad at 25 degrees as almost like a different machine a different thing that you're flying um and it's weird it's kind of i I think reviewers have a little bit of this where you're constantly having to fly different quads all the time to review them Mm -hmm. that you have to get into this mindset of just switching Mm -hmm. to a new machine and forgetting which is a bad thing as much as it's good to be flying other stuff, you know, because of the consistency. But, yeah, it's very interesting. How about switching between uh, quads and wings then? Because, like, you, there's, like, there quite a few stuff, uh, bits that you've done with the TBS Cappy 2. Um, so just kind of, like, do you have the same issue then? Or do you just have, like, so much tilt that you're basically just a wing without wings? <laughs> <laughs> No, my with the KP2, uh, my tilt is basically zero, so uh, so it's a different thing. Uh, and yeah, you, you got the point. It's a it's a different thing, and uh, I have no problem uh, switching from one to another because it's so much different that uh, I don't even think about uh, using the same skills. Uh, also, uh, flying the KP2. Um, when you when you have the the habit of flying uh, fixed wing planes, uh, it is not a matter of uh, technical skills. Um, I I prefer seeing it uh, of um, a technical uh, technical challenge and uh, navigation uh, trip. There is very little. There are very little uh, piloting skills into into flying a KP, but uh, it's more about uh, taking some risks with the with the, the gear, uh, getting very far, getting very low, uh, planning if you will get uh, stuck with the with the wind, with the with the turbulences, uh, anything else, and uh, and just doing some bets about uh, what is the best compromise between getting the right shot and uh, being able to, to, to get the, the wing back. <laughs> so uh, so when, I, when I fly the KP, it's not technical, it's not piloting, it's, not, it's a different thing. Uh, and I absolutely need the two to, to, to enjoy my FPV life the, the best. <laughs> so I've seen, I've seen some questions about landing. In the chat. Uh, yeah, we covered that last time, didn't is, we? You suggested find two trees, crashing? and when you're below them, just take your throttle off. So this is my technique, but Flo has never <laughs> tried it himself, and uh, I, I guess he can explain. <laughs> I had to. I had to a very, a very few times. 
but it's not the best way to to land. Yeah, the, the, the only way to land is to is to get used to um, putting the quad uh, in a in a in a hover and uh, remove the remove the the Google. Uh, looking at uh, finding him, finding the quad and uh, putting it to to the end uh, uh, while piloting lost. Well, it's not think work I'll... for me with, yeah. with blindness. <laughs> it's like what? Where am I? I can't see anything. <laughs> That's what happens when I take my goggles off. I like Blue Owl's technique, just to just. Turn it off and crash. Just, just crash, listen, and you don't have to land. Be, that's that's yeah, my most common. You'll thing. be able to hear us close to you from the scary wasp noise, and then just take the throttle off and sound the beeper and go and get it. Yeah. Like, there is one other technique I found with very high camera angles, which you can use if you can get used to it. And you'll see people like um, a lot of the racers, like Thomas Spitmarta does this a lot, which is basically to very quickly change directions or do a very mm. fast bank. And then, obviously, you're almost in what what you – I can only tell you the, the helicopter term of this, but what we call a funnel, which is where mm. you're doing a very sort of very mm. shallow, high-angled circuit, uh, and that will get you slow enough to where you can then just flatten out and kill the throttle. Yeah, um, but I always see Thomas when he lands. He's yeah, because he's, he's working at such crazy camera angles. Same thing. He'll just circle something and then just – I don't yeah. think there's a way to make the landing look very graceful. <laughs> it's going to be an arrival. <laughs> so just fly as well as Thomas, and you'll be fine. And also, world <laughs> champion, exactly. I expect. <laughs> yeah. When we fly a very tight space, it's it's the best way to land uh, because yeah, the hover is not uh, as precise as we would need to 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 get the quad into in, into the, the the field of view. Maybe sometimes it, it is uh, hidden by by the trees or, or anything else. So so yeah, th th this is the, the the good way to 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 land when you don't have the choice. And but. Uh, when I can, when I can avoid it, I avoid it because I'm a, a very lazy people, and also I want my quads to be very clean. So every time they hit the ground, uh, I have to clean them. <laughs> but I'm you also same. have some RC. You also have some RC experience, so landing line of sight is not really an issue. It's not that stressful for you. It's actually the easiest way yeah. to get your quad in one piece. Well, we, we can see he's got a line of sight um, experience because he's got them um, DLGs behind him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's and normally, I hate line of sight flying, but DLG is the exception because it feels very interactive because you're always throwing it and it's and you're always doing landings again. Well, I am because I can't stay up for more than a couple of minutes. I'm sure if you're any good, it's like half an hour later you come down. But yeah, I, I do like a DLG. Same. They're do so much fun. Every, everyone should have one. They're brilliant. Do, do you have yeah. one? You'd have to teach me line of sight first, then, Jay. <laughs> uh, honestly, they're, they're so much fun. To, and to get something like um, an elf is a really good starting point. That's the one I've mentioned before. It's it's cheap. It's a good way in. It's a decent model. And then, and you know, when... Well, yeah, exactly. It's a seasonal <laughs> DLG. Uh, and then you, you can, there's, I mean, they get seriously expensive. Uh, I, I was at the field with a friend who managed to set his trim wrong on takeoff. He had a blaster four, which uh, 
it's not a cheap not a cheap build once you've put it together and uh, we had lots of good flights and then he forgot to set the trim when he threw it and it just threw it straight into the ground mm. uh, that, was, that was a sad day but um, they're amazing they're, I can see why people that start with DLGs get really into them uh, especially if you live somewhere hot where you can have fun with thermals and yeah. they're really near a cliff I remember the yeah. old flight test days where, like, David was trying to teach Josh Bixler how to launch them, and he was so good, like, properly slings it, and it makes that cracking noise, you know, and it's bang, and then straight awesome. up in the air. And uh, I've always, I've always liked them. Uh, Sheldon's destroyed his. <laughs> I walked past it the other day, and was like, what happened to that? And it's like literally in half, like the tail boot just. <laughs> There's no tail on the end of it. So, what do you reckon uh, about Caroline's question about trying a variable tilt on a server? Because the options there are in beta flight, isn't it? Fossil stuff's already done it. They done it about five years ago. I think you uh, put uh, it. Fossil stuff put it on a uh, uh, servo tilt on one of his gravity two eighties. So when he when he pitched forward, it went up. Linked up yeah, I think. Inch, I think uh, that the bigger yeah. problem is 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 the weight is one thing it's extra weight you don't necessarily want it usually affects the frame design and it can be a fragile mechanism as well so it's something that can it, break I think fossils done it on a spring mechanism i, okay. I did try it about five years ago and it was on a 450 quad on a kk2 board and aside oh. from the fact i mean that's a big quad anyway but it doesn't matter but it messed i was just explaining on the chat it messed my brain up because normally the, the way you sort of fly and the tilt you are sort of suggests uh, your speed and how low you are and stuff. And I just lost my complete sort of visual idea of how high I was off the ground because speeding up and slowing down didn't didn't cause anything to happen on, on the tilt. It was so weird. Um, so what I had was um, I, I had, as I speeded up, I had my, my angle sort of changed like, like it was a, a basic mechanical gimbal. So I could always keep my same angle and that just that just messed with me if you just had a switch to say landing mode i think that would be that would be easier but once you've got it on something where you're basically keeping the same but you're going different speeds it's like oh my brain didn't work yeah are you going to prototype the landing mode in your simulator then curry yeah you can just put it on a switch <laughs> as as released on yesterday i even tested it with this one it's like zero 70 and 35 in the middle you can do it that way yeah you could do that with a servo as well couldn't you if you want but it's it's sort of just the weight and you know i don't think uh yeah you could just have like 60 degrees and then when you want to land flick a switch and the camera just goes yep there you go and you you can uh yeah. I think every, well, I, I everyone think should do this afterwards. Everyone should go into curry, curry Sim and try out flying at 65 degrees. <laughs> but you've got to record it. You've got to record your first attempt just to see what happens. I, I tried it, and it, it it was so weird. Even in a Sim, what it was weird. I, it? it was just like, what am I doing? But as soon as I... As soon as I went to the big tower and did the inverted yours around it, it's like, this is so easy. I was just like forever just going backwards round and round but just flying around generally um was just like ah what's going on i couldn't i couldn't understand that i, I can see it, it it would take a while to get used to but i take uh nj's point and uh flows about if you're going to do it just go like you know sort of just go go just full full tilt yeah. and and try it because it's no good just moving up and up and up 
because I'm quite comfortable like flying sort of 40 45 occasionally when i get like a nice big wide angle camera lens mm -hmm. but i just use it to go really really fast but as soon as you it seems there's a point you go past and that's that just my my brain slightly breaks I mean, so it's going to take uh, a bit of retraining blue owl made a really good point actually as well which is that it's it's certain things that you have to change uh your brain for instance like your panic reaction everyone has a panic reaction so for most people it's like throttle up or pull back a little bit you know there's something there that's got to completely change at a high tilt um because uh obviously so much of your thrust is going that way and it's no longer going this way uh, so, you know, you, if your panic reaction is to put throttle in, you're just going to make for a, a far faster crash. Um, so it's got to be more about pulling the stick back. And it's, it's just a whole relearning, but it's it's uh, it's, it's fun. God, everyone should give it a go, especially with simulators. really reminds me of this meme. I don't know That's if any of you remember old. it. Yeah, you, I do you, the QR 450 or something like that, isn't it? The QAV 250, I think. Yeah, QAV. Yeah, I've still got that yeah. somewhere. I've got that, but from, it's snapped in half. Yeah, from Lumineer, and you've got like the beginner GoPro, you've got the intermediate, and you've got the advanced, the slow tilting back, and then the GoPro completely <laughs> flat. For anyone who's like under 25, this is a GoPro Hero 3 Black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> GoPro used to look like this. Also known as Jack's current GoPro. <laughs> yeah. In my wing. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you used to like take this little cover off here and then plug in a USB micro, uh, mini, it. not micro, mini. And uh, yeah, our Lord and Savior Sharpoo, who one day will return, apparently. Um, I, actually, but, I love that quad, the QOV 250. Like, it was brilliant. That was. Even I knew I was having fun with mini quads because that was the first one I crashed into a ditch full of water and I'd never fly near water and do anything stupid. But that was the first mini quad where I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start flying stupid. Now I'm going to start going for gaps and doing things that I would never do. So I liked the all the uh, ESCs just underneath everything. And the LEDs. Carbon and conductive metal bottom plate. Yeah, <laughs> aluminium Definitely get it right there. And do you remember of that guy uh, who lived in Australia? He was called He was so good at it. Uh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah, great. Still watching. He's, he's still put yeah. stuff out, and he's still one of my favorite yeah. pilots because he's just so fluid without being overly flippy floppy. And plus there's always kangaroos in his videos, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so with him, really interesting yeah. thing with, with him, because back on the open pilot forums for anyone, remember open. those back in the day, uh, there, there was uh, one person I used to chat to a lot because we were the only two people on there with the same frame was Boris before he, before he <laughs> sort of done anything with base flight, beats flight, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, and the, the other one was Joe, because he was messing around with that uh, with the open the CC3D. Uh, Just was doing that as well. But I got into f following him because he was one of the first people to take a T Rex 500 electric helicopter, and he hung this camera under it on a little custom cage, and his footage was amazing. And I did the same thing, and mine didn't look anywhere near as good as his on my little electric helicopter. But if you look at his early videos, 
he's got this great stabilized footage from hanging like a cannon or something underneath the uh underneath a helicopter but then when he got into fpv everyone was like okay this this mm. guy's awesome like he was a real he, he was, was like my he was the best at that time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he was he was amazing. He still is. Still is. Don't see him so much though, nowadays. Yeah, he's not quite as active on his channel anymore. But I just remember him ra- doing racing and doing laps around his field, and it was just low and fast. And the quads were massive then as well. They were running, you know, four S, four thousand milliamp packs. So they were they were huge things. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's. It's weird we've gone from that size quad down to this size quad, and now we're going back out again to going towards back the end. Again, MJ. Yeah. yeah, these things come around, eh? They come around. <laughs> this episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. That's, that's the new fossil stuff, Tomahawk. Wow. Yeah. Has I've it been made, maiden yet? Yeah, it has been maiden, but my GoPro footage didn't come out. It froze, so that was annoying. How did uh, how did the flight go in terms of your endurance? Any good? Uh, it was four and a half minutes on A4S. And I've just got a 6S 2200 milliamp hour. So I'm hoping to get 10, maybe 12 minutes out of it. We'll have to see. We'll have oh, to why see. Don't, why don't you get lithium ion? Um, that'll probably be the next thing I'll do. Because <laughs> it, it will go for 15, 20 minutes then. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is prototype, really. So, but it's so prototype, but it looks and flies really great already. Um, I mean, I've only put one battery through it, but um, it feels really good. So, looking forward to putting the 6S on it and seeing if we can get 10 minutes out of it. But we've got to wait for that rain to go away. What about dual blades as well, Tom? Wouldn't that be better for it? I might go dual blades as well to get some more time out of it um, the, the, the motors are only 1200 kv so uh, i reckon with dual blades and a 6s i reckon it's got so much room up here probably take a 3000 yeah 6s um we were planning for 20 minutes and i think we will get 20 minutes but because it's a prototype you just got to keep messing around don't you changing props changing different bits on it but <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully tomorrow, if my antenna turns up, because I had problems with the antenna, I went down and saw Jackie Boy, and he helped me fix a new antenna in. I literally put an antenna in it, and it popped out, and most of the antenna stayed in the DJI unit, and they don't... So the MM, yeah. MMCX connector... Plug the antenna in, and the in antenna's there. got like a little bit of a like little round shield, and that's stuck in, and the antenna had popped out. So, um, yeah, like he, you should have seen the look on Tony's face because, like, you know, old boy, the Warren G Jack, like <laughs> brand new air unit, completely apart. Diesel so I looked the- over his shoulder and was like, 
I just spent 150 quid on that and you've taken it apart. Manically laughing as I desoldered the M- the 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 MMCX connector off and then just soldered on a new one. So I, is this yeah. because all DJI units have been programmed for self-destruct now? Version two is coming out. Is that <laughs> is that the tactic? I've heard, I've Probably. Heard. Yeah, they're selling their seconds now. They're, they're just trying to get rid of it. Andy, got anything to say here? Nope. <laughs> Andy secretly got several behind him, that's for sure. Uh, I've been down this road before. Nope. <laughs> you haven't got a prepared statement or anything, no? Like, nope. It's been signed off by the lawyers. Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> so, Flo, uh, before we kind of got distracted by the past 10 years of FPV, um, do you... We were talking about DLGs, and so how did you kind of get? What was your sort of route into FPV from general kind of RC flying? Like, what else did you fly beforehand? Oh, um, I started flying uh, RC models uh, at uh, at the age of twelve. Uh, I was really passionate into uh, uh, mainly building them uh, more than flying them because I couldn't fly them uh, where I lived. Uh, the, the story was uh, we we spent uh, every every year we spent one year building uh, pl- uh, gliders and when the when the weather was uh, correct and uh, as we lived in the south of France, uh, you know, in the in the summer there are um, a lot of uh, um, place which are forbidden for uh, for fire risks. So uh, we had a very a very uh, short uh, time uh, time schedule uh, to be able to fly. So uh, we we maybe we flew uh, five to ten times a, uh, a year, and uh, the the rest of the of the year we were bl- building uh, RC models in with Baza with. Uh, uh, wood glue and uh, and all the old school uh, techniques, and uh, I, I really got keen uh, keen on uh, all, all of this uh, all of this, and uh, I, I started uh, started being so passionate that uh, uh, as all, all of us uh, spent all my money into uh, into it, and uh, and. Uh, quite early, I th- th- there was something missing into into this uh, RC hobby. Um, the, what, what missed, uh, what, what I missed, uh, was the the fact that uh, we we were flying the model for for the model itself, but not for uh, for uh, admiring the, the the landscape, the the, the spot where we ha- where we were, and um, that 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 kind of satisfaction I I I, I me- uh, uh, I found it uh, when flying uh, full-scale uh, gliders, but I wanted to 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 be able to fly lower, to be closer from the obstacles to the object, to the to the landscape, uh, because uh, w- when you fly at one to, to two kilometers uh, height, the, there is nothing which 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 changes. It's it's always the same uh, the same view. It's always the same. Uh, it, it's it's not interesting, but it's different, and. Uh, between full scale gliders and uh, and earthy gliders, th- there was a gap uh, which was not felt, and, uh, uh, and uh, I-, I wanted to fill in, uh, to fill it. 
So uh, uh, the first time I flew, it it wasn't FPV, uh, but with a camera on the on the on the plane, it was a RSC plane with the with a, a surveillance camera mounted on it. And I was so happy to be able to get the video back and to and to see it after the flight. Uh, it, it, it was it, it was incredible. Um, and uh, I, I I followed the the, the, the trend. And uh, when the KK board uh, and the tricopter uh, from RC Explorer uh, went uh, on the on the internet. Uh, I, Almost immediately, uh, I built one, uh, two, three tricopters, <laughs> <at least. laughs> with uh, maybe maybe Kirikit and does does uh, does know we, we we had to to build the KK board with uh, with uh, bare boards and uh, we had to solder the components and to and to dismantle uh, uh, helicopter gyros to get uh, three gyros to get to get a gyro functioning. Uh, so it, it it was quite a mess, uh, but but it worked, uh, and uh, we we were able to to do FPV with a tricopter, with a KK board, and with the, only a GoPro with uh, a latency latency, but <laughs> but it was flying, and and uh, David Windestal uh, showed us a very very beautiful videos of what we can achieve with such a setup, and and it was it was amazing at that time. Uh, we we did not we didn't know that and uh, it it was a, a first time uh, so uh, it quickly evolved uh, with uh, TBS so uh, I had the TBS discovery I lost it uh, in uh, in a lake <laughs> uh, I found it eight hours later uh, with my friend uh, doing some scuba diving to 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 find it uh, I only kept the the GoPro and the frame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and this this was a stop for me because I didn't have any money more for 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 such kind of uh, of activities. And um, the the time I went back to FPV was uh, when the, the 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 all the gear was uh, mature enough to 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 bring us some durability, some reliability, uh, and it was with the the Alien and the and the the, the first water riot uh, event. So I was inspired by uh, Chad Nowak, uh, Final Glide House, uh, who did a very a beautiful. Yeah, this was what the one, uh, the cakey board. And when men's gyros uh, went out on the market, it was a revolution because they, they were existing. Because on the, on those boards, uh, between the, the the beginning of the flight and the and the end of the flight, we had to to modify the the trim because they hadn't any calibration. They, they couldn't keep it. So uh, mainly on the yo, uh, we 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 started the the flight with uh, the full trim at right, and the the end of the flight was full trim at left, and it was still drifting. So it it was a different adventure. Oh yes, this this video. The leaf blower. Mm. Sorry, we're just playing David. I'm sure he won't mind. Jack's taking any opportunity to go back through David Vendestall stuff. <laughs> I miss my friend. What, what I discovered to get into FPV was one of David's videos and, and his build log. But at least at that point, I could actually buy a KK1. I didn't have to rip things apart to build one, which is just as well. Mm. This was amazing. 
No, people don't know, you know, they've got it made nowadays, haven't they? It's so much easier nowadays. <laughs> Look at that jello, and he's not diving. Yeah, the, but to be uh, fair, that's well, pretty good footage. Do you know what, Tony? Then. It, it's, saying, it, it's saying stuff like that that makes you sound old. That's the stuff <laughs> we have to avoid. People don't know how good they've got it. Uh, it's true, ago. but... <laughs> Right, I'm not going to say anything anymore. Geriatric bus pass, mate. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I would love to see some new pilots pick up like an old KK or a CC3D and try and fly on old firmware. It would be the best thing. (laughs) That's my original. I've never said this before, but with a whole field in it, put my life down. The size of Curry's. That's a proper 2.5 one. With the That's old DC seven hundred and fifty motors, and it was made right. out of wood. Perfect wood. I'm being cute. Better than good. It's wood. Sorry. I remember <laughs> when um, me, um, me and Jack were flying one day at Hidden Valley, and and you, you, do you remember we you crashed your wooden copter, and then we we made a fire out of it because we were cold. <laughs> 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 That was that was like the poo copter, and then when yeah. I sold it, like everyone was really upset. It was um, I made like a test bench for uh, <laughs> oh, what was it called? The uh, iNav, the original like iNav one point whatever. Yeah, um, we were we were flying. That thing was amazing. That flew for like twenty five minutes. It was, I think it flew better than a longer than a DJI yeah. Phantom Two or whatever at the time. We, we we used to we at one point we were just hovering it next to each other and like just put the controller down somewhere and then the the, the we forgot about it. We just left it like hovering right next to us and we're doing other stuff and like Tony nearly walks into it and and then the the beeper alarm goes off and then. Me and him have both forgotten where we've put the controller. They're like, where's the transmitter? <laughs> I, I think he's in the back of the van. Tony's like, yeah. <laughs> like it went on for ages. We just got it bored. Did. We had enough it of did. flying it. Like, I Sheldon, think that's probably. Did you crash it or did it crash? You must have crashed it. So we made I think fire. It was Sheldon. Like, I oh, don't yeah, think yeah. it's possible to crash. I mean, yeah. like, Sheldon may or may not have taken it above the low flying cloud. That foggy <laughs> evening and stuff. It'd get it back, and you couldn't see out the FPV screen because it was all like fogged up and that. That poor mm. thing. Man. Some guy like bought it and like came round and he put Spectrum on it, and I was like, "Oh man, that's not." Good. You're not my friend anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm still <laughs> laughing at uh, Mr. Fruity Cake's uh, idea of an FPV retirement home. <laughs> which is somewhere where we're all going to get put in this place at some point. <laughs> we, we can tell the youngsters and the carers about how we flew on 200 milliseconds of latency. Back in the day. Uh, yes, we sure, we sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get into bed, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that, MJ. Is that bad? Yeah, uh, yeah sign me up from there. The nurse is arguing about who's going to want to give NJ a sponge bath. (laughs) (laughs) We did well. We got through almost a whole hour. Yeah, yeah. There's one more thing I really wanted to ask about. Uh, 
So you just released a pre-sale frame, right? Yeah. Oh. So uh, that, was, that was actually, it, I think it's a longer story because um, you're a mechanical engineer. And as far as I know you, we, we've been building a lot uh, of things together. And I know that everything that you do, everything you design has all the details thought through. Really everything <laughs> Uh, is given some time to kind of readjust and find some small improvements. So I was wondering what's motivated you to design and release your own frame? Thank you. Uh, the motivation was uh, because when you fly ISIL, you don't have any material, any gear, uh, any setup you can build uh, that will tell you, okay, you can do everything you want uh, while flying idle. Um, the, the best frame I had was uh, the frog, the, the, the Chinese frog, uh, the, only, the only Chinese frame that was not a copy. Uh, and uh, it, was, it, it was a frame that uh, matched my requirements at uh, somewhere between uh, 70 to 80%. But there were uh, still 20% of frustration uh, given by the quad, uh, the fact that it was a, a bottom-mount battery that we couldn't tune it uh, because of a bottom-mount battery, etc. Um, it, it was, it was uh, a mess to tune. It was not as robust as I uh, wanted. And also, uh, recently, I, I switched to, to, to six-inch uh, to gain uh, a lot of efficiency and, and, and trust, uh, both at the same time, basically. Uh, and uh, it didn't exist in, in six inch. So uh, back in 2016, I started uh, thinking about uh, what would be the best uh, freestyle frame which could be able to do high tilt. Uh, and I, uh, I think about it, uh, I thought about it uh, with uh, my friend Kevin. Uh, he was the, 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 the guy with Onigiri, maybe you know her. Um, and uh, we we did a, a kind of a market study uh, on our own uh, to see what would be the the, the best uh, the best setup. And uh, <clears throat> the, the the top the top mount battery was uh, was preferred by freestyle pilots, but uh, it, it led it led to 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 uh, something inadequate uh, regarding the, the 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 center of gravity. So uh, what I, under, I ended up with uh, was uh, a setup with the battery at the at the center of, of the of the mass or all the masses, and uh, can you show us the, the yeah. frame? <laughs> oh, I yes. saw it before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the battery the battery is at, at the center of uh, of the quad, and everything is centralized uh, at the center. So so that the all the inertia. Uh, are reduced at the strict minimum, and uh, uh, unlike uh, standard uh, alien type frames, for example, uh, you don't have uh, the, the the latency, the the the, the, the inertia uh, in in the pitch axis that that you are all used to. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's quite like uh, a bottom mount frame, but. Uh, not without the, the drawbacks of bottom mount. Uh, the center of gravity is absolutely perfectly uh, aligned with, the, with the, the, the plane props, 
the, the prop spain sorry it's french uh, the prop spain so that there is no pendulum effect uh, or reverse pendulum effect and uh, and it's uh, it, it has to be tuned like a, like an x quad um, it's also the uh, one of the the most important uh, criteria that i have was the the, the, the Toughness, the, the the sturdiness of the of the frame, uh, because uh, when we crash in uh, in high tilt, uh, we crash uh, at full throttle in a tree. Uh, it, it's the the, the most uh, the most probable uh, type of crash, and uh, you want to be able to recover the quad with a minimum uh, with a minimum. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I lost uh, the English word, uh, a, a minimum uh, of, of breaks. Uh, so uh, on this on this frame, uh, I had what I, what I expected. Uh, all the all the center of the of the quad is uh, well protected uh, and centralized, so so it, it it is not submitted to to obstacles. Um, on a very hard crash, the battery is able to 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 go out of the quad. So we lose 250 grams from a 80 grams quad, uh, and all the energy that is stored in the in the battery uh, does our life and uh, and uh, lets the quad uh, handle less uh, energy uh, on the on the rest of the impact. Uh, so that um, when I crash, the battery goes out. Uh, uh, worst case, I break a motor if it touches the, the, the obstacle the first. Um, if we have a lot of speed, uh, one or two, no, one arm, uh, one arm uh, breaks and protects all the, the center of the frame. So uh, with this quad, uh, I wanted to, 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 to be satisfied with a, a kind of a ratio that uh, I had in mind. Maybe you you also thought about it. Um, when when we when we go into a spot and we fly, uh, we want to be able to fly as hard as possible without being forced to go back to home uh, too quickly. So it means that you have to manage uh, uh, a risk to frustration ratio uh, that we need you to uh, when you crash when you crash you know how hard you crash and you expect the quad to handle quite well the type of crash you had and uh depending i'm on, laughing depending. i'm laughing because i warned you that he has all the details That's good. Good. long story short this frame didn't on. exist on the market yeah. so no frame was good enough for Florent to fly high tail so he just had to come up with his own one and I, I find it incredible I couldn't wait to try it for anyone that um didn't pick up on that that's a really uh <laughs> that's a really good point about the um inertia that's carried in a quad I mean that's the uh, some people love the way big heavy quads fly but the problem is you carry a lot of inertia that energy has to go somewhere and how it's dissipated in a crash is obviously that can be through the arm. It, if you lose a lot of that mass, then obviously that a lot of the inertia then changes, and it, that makes a lot of sense. So it's very, you definitely, uh, yeah, you can tell we have an engineer here. <laughs> Thank right. you. So, how can we get it? Uh, uh, the frame. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it is. Uh, it is on the Drone FPV Racer uh, website. So it's a French. Uh, it's a French shop. Uh, yeah. Uh, long story short, uh, I. Uh, I built uh, on my own the, the prototypes of the frame. Uh, I was very satisfied with, with them, and um, uh, but th they were they, they were quite expensive. Uh, so I contacted them to tell them uh, if you can, uh, I, I will give you all the all the design if you if you can put it on the market and uh, and for free. And what uh, that was the, the what what they did, and uh, so they they are they are. Uh, selling the, the frame uh, for um, th this exact frame uh, in two versions, in, uh, in an analog version, what I fly, and uh, in a kind of digital version, which is able to carry the, the, the Vista only, not the air unit, uh, which is a bit heavier because uh, the Vista is quite bulky. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, that, that was the that was the, the, the story. So I'm quite happy because now I can uh, get some spare parts for for free from them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the the prototype that I that I paid maybe 500 uh, euros uh, for each friend. Um, I know I, I have them for free, so so it's a it's a good reward. <laughs> That's good. Talking of digital, uh, our lovely friend from Menace RC, Greg, is going to give away a digi pack for the next three weeks running leading up till Christmas. Oh, um, Curry Kitten has um, has got a number beside yep. him. Yep, it is Written the amount of sexual partners Tony has had in his lifetime. Anyone who's <laughs> closest to the number <laughs> wins. So if you put if you put your guesses in the chat, uh, you could win a digipack from um, Greg. From we, 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 we may have a number range. Do we have a range, perhaps a number? What well, Jack just made that bit up. It's like it's not. Can we have negative numbers where women refuse to admit that's what happened, and you have to confront them? That's probably more likely what's going to happen. Like, what? What is the number? They just got to guess a random number. It's a random a ra number. We made up a random number between zero and one hundred. Okay, that's what we need. There we go. And um, Greg's going to actually send it out to you. So you, if you email the show. Uh, so anyway, you weren't here last week, Andy, but Gina, here, Andy, right. you're northern. Yeah. So I live next door to a guy called Ash. Oh, right. one dose one. It's done. Look. Someone, someone said that earlier. We didn't have much time to come up with a question, so we came up with a guess the number. Next week, we'll have a question. Tony's going to think of one. You've got a week, Tony. Okay. got it first. Yeah. Yeah, Numskull yeah. got it first. Oh, I do apologise. Sorry, Mondo. Oh, I had no where, idea. Where was, was Numskull's? I Sorry, Numskull. Yeah, Numskull won. Mondo, I'm sorry. You did say naught earlier, so. <laughs> See, <laughs> sorry, Numskull. So sod you. <laughs> Numskull, uh, if you give your details, you can uh, PM me if you like, and I'll get um, Greg to send you on a digipack. Um, thanks for everyone for putting a low number. Cheers. 
and thank you, Greg at Menace RC. Yes, thank you very much, Greg. What a legend. Just randomly messages just before the show and was like, Do you want to give some stuff away? So please buy some. I was wearing a menace hat the other day. I've got it here somewhere. I, I want one of those masks. Well, got one, right? I've got one. Yeah. Oh, God, there goes my beer cans. I haven't been drinking any. No. Be hat brothers. I put mine over my. Okay, I'm straight <laughs> on. Uh, you look like a rapper, Tony. It actually looks like a Christmas elf now. Those are like the ears. <laughs> Christmas wilf. I'll take that. Jack looks like. Move on, move on. No. Sexual predator. Yes. Oh, there we go. I was just going to go with emo, Jack. I was much kinder. Yeah. Sorry, Mondo. It is quite emo, isn't it? Oh, mate, not you're my little emo bunny. Does does Mondo? If he feels any better, does Mondo have the HD system because that's all it works with the Digipack? Yeah. So if you don't have the HD system, <laughs> it's absolutely no good. <laughs> Does it work with the version two, Andy, or just the version one? As is the HD system, anyways. Right now, Danny, carry on. So next week's number is how many partners NJ has had, <laughs> and it will be between zero and a thousand. Yeah. No, I reckon I, I I reckon you spent way too long. Anyway, we must be approaching the hour about now. Oh yeah, six minutes past. No. Alright, no worries. Thank you. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. We've been joined by the person who keeps the show running, Andrew Slash Frank. Hi. Uh my little vegan sausage. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> he's even laughing at the way you say that. That's Tony's one word, and he's saying it wrong. The French yeah. guest instantly laughs at the wrong characters. I mean, I look, it's it's a it's a tribute. It's him. a tribute to Del Boy. That, that's all I'm saying. If you don't know who Del Boy is, then I don't. I'm not your friend. <laughs> the absolute best at judging character and picking out the criminals, Curry Kitten. Goodbye. I was well impressed, by the way. Round of applause, everyone. Thank you. So, no one else okay. knows what you're talking about, but thanks. Yeah, yeah. on a Wednesday. <laughs> we'll have to catch up so, on our Twitch streams. Yeah, we play we play uh, crime solving video games on Twitch. Um, uh, Flo, we've been joined by Flo. Flo, Flo, <laughs> Ren. Flo, yeah, that was nearly as good as my bonjour. <laughs> and uh, Blue Owl. Bye. Uh, the sexiest man alive. Good evening. Oh, claim it. NJ <laughs> <laughs> Tech. Thank you, guys. Uh, or, as I like to call him, Sheldon Friend Stealer. <laughs> and Ooh, uh, flight controller friends. And Andy, uh, my little emo bunny, Andy RC. Uh, what was that? A Andy RC, you're up north. What was that about? Uh, American chip spice. He brought me it back. Apparently, it's a whole delicacy. Have you had what? it before? What? America? What? American chip. It's apparently northern. Never heard of it. 
Painless had never heard of it, had he? Yeah, look. Normal for Hull. Classic. What is it? Was it salt or something? Yeah, you put it on. It's oh, salt. The and stuff, isn't it? Tomato powder, flavouring enhancer, probably MSG, onion powder and garlic powder. Do they just mean salt over there? Yeah. And I've been bright until I fly and I must exit this show before Frank strangles me. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be doing a bonus podcast, and I've got a little treat for you guys. Uh, catch us over on the Patreon. I'd like to thank all our Patreons and everyone who helps support the show and everyone who donates. And Zero FPV, I miss you. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye. Telemetry lost.